G'day punters, welcome back to another huge edition of All In. We're here, we're still here, I don't know how we survived. Lewis Willoughby was hosting last week, he did such a great job. We got nearly four and a half million views. So kudos to you, Lewis. Welcome back, Sky Racing's very own. Yeah, thanks uh, guys. It's funny, the uh, edition where Gano couldn't talk because he was playing golf, I had to help <laughs> my, and my internet was cast and we ended up getting four million views. I don't know how that... <laughs> How that happened? Why aren't people watching all the other great episodes we've done where everything ran really smoothly? They've all tuned into the one that didn't go so smoothly. So, um, no, good to be back at Dino and Gannon. It is Cox Plate Week and Manicato, of course, and then Spring Champion in Sydney with the Calendar Presnell and the Invitation and a few others. So uh, this is really beginning to be the creme de la creme of the Spring Carnival as we head towards the Melbourne Cup that whole week in November. So this is it. This is uh, game time for the punters. This is our sixth grand final in the last eight weeks, Louis. Every Saturday feels like a grand final. Uh, but, uh, hey, I know the punters uh, tuned in in their droves, but I think there's a few of us that happened to steer them into without a fight. So, luckily for the, their four million-odd uh, viewers, they did um, did watch. And uh, morning, Dino. Uh, it was probably afternoon, maybe morning for some people that are viewing this. Uh, a few fake tan issues this morning, but we're off now. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Yes, good afternoon, fellas. Yeah, a couple of uh, fake 10 issues uh, we won't go into. Um, but yes, good week. It was a really good week last week. I think Sydney had the show the week before in the Everest and then the Caulfield Cup. I think it was one of the best, if not the best, Caulfield Cup I've ever seen. No fluke that we saw the three best horses stand up when you have a fastly run race like that. So um, outstanding last week. We roll on Cox Plate. Good little meeting in Randwick. Last week, Randwick's, uh, Randwick meeting was a little bit lacklustre, but I think we're back this week, Spring Champions. And Keen to rip in with you two blokes on a Monday, as always. Well, you did happen to call it an in-between week, and you took some of our Victorian viewers by surprise, and they took it personally. But I think mm. you were referencing Sydney, so we'll... Uh, yeah, I think I did clarify we'll, that too. We'll, so. let that, we'll let that one go. Yeah. Um, let's just kick off with horses to follow. I've got a long list. I'm just going to shoot these out of you. So pens, pencils, crayons, or whatever you use to uh, get your stuff done. Uh, Democracy Manifest, Enormous, Wild Planet was given none. Night's Choice was very good. Stroke of Luck will win again. Gan Terrain has a win in it, one win in it, this prep before a spell and coming back better in the autumn and Dino's mate commemorative. Well, it'll be winning soon. Dino, what do you got for me? Yeah, three. Uh, one from Caulfield, the only one I want to follow out, was the winner of the four, or the fifth in the Thousand Giddies Prelude, uh, Concur Volante, I think the pronunciation is. I thought she was superb. Great ride, but uh, when you've got an absolute jet under you with immense tactical speed and can roll forward... Um, she's the one to follow. Two out of Ramwick um, that I do want to follow. Uh, I thought Faulkner part was really good. Um, first up, off a little fresh and 1,500 metres, not its go. I think it will knock off a nice staying race um, across the Spring Carnival. And out of the first, uh, the first two-year-old of Black Book all season, Shingari La Express, fastest last 200, meter, um, 200 metres of the meeting. You don't say that often, albeit 1,000 metres, can I know we touched on this horse, but um, I thought that was superb. So they're the yep. three that I do want to follow. Shangri-La Express, absolutely. And I was about to say, uh, Dino, Louis, Dino, Louis, you never stayed at the Shangri-La before, son? <laughs> no. Ah, can you tell? <laughs> Only rigid. Uh, Louis, give us a ride of the week. I'm sure Craig Williams has done something <laughs> special. Yeah, well, um, I'll give it to Craig again. Um, to be fair, and, and, being, and being honest, for a horse that missed the start six lengths, um, probably had no right to get as close as he did on Sulcombe. Um, a well, certain arguably probably maybe finished two days closer as well. Well, there you go, right? So, traffic, a, yeah. a certain person who joins a certain racing network that you two fellas might um, 
do some stuff for who? Oh, John O'Neill. I don't know what his name. Uh, you know, I'm not sure who it is. I'm not saying any names. But loves to um, loves to criticise rides, and you know, well, fairly enough sometimes, maybe not others. But uh, I saw him making a post saying it should have finished closer, and I was surprised he didn't say that Craig Williams is fault that it missed the start six lengths. <laughs> but um, no, so yeah, Craig gets that. I also want to follow Dino that Shangri La Express. Um, the fastest last 200, as you, as you referenced, and the overall time for the class was really good. And your mate Rachel in the last there on Saturday, can't remember the horse's name, who she rode, but it flew. I think Bjorn Baker trained, flew home from last, running some really good splits, and I think just needs to settle a bit closer and can be winning. Um, I'm sure if you just go back and look at the Racing New South Wales website, you'll see who I mean. I just can't think of the name of the horse. Unbelievable. You've come under, under prepares, and then he's... Bags Johnny O'Neill, but then he dresses like him. Fair income. Righto. It's a huge addition. We've got two massive group ones to cover off. Uh, the first one being, well, you know, one of the best races uh, in Australia. It's right up there. If it's not your number one, it'd probably be your number two. It's no Gosford uh, benchmark 68 for Celestial Fury, is it, lads? But it's the Cox Plate Weight for Age Championship of Australia. And, uh, well, I'm excited. I'm pretty sure you all boys are excited. Uh, odds, courtesy of Tab. Remember what you uh, could be buying instead of course, Lewis. Uh, could be a new suit jacket. Could be a new fake tan. Um, or someone just to apply it properly for you, Dean. Romantic Warrior on top, $4. Alligator Blood, 6 Victoria Road, 7 Gold Trip, 8 Militarised, 8 Jesus is a condemned market. Fangirl, 9 Have a crack, fellas. Mr. Brightside, 9 King Colorado, 17 Uh we missed any horses there? Do Ace, no. my Oberon. Yeah, everything else is beyond $51. I was about to read out horses that are, probably won't be lining up. So mm. that's where I stopped. Um, Louis, as a former, uh, you know, Mexican, big Mexican fan, I'll let you kick off here with your uh, with your WS Cox Slate tips and then we'll have a discussion about the race as well. Yeah, okay, sure. So um, if we'll save the discussion, I'll give you my tips. I'm going with Romantic Warrior. Uh, albeit I, well, I, I don't know this to be true, whether you'll get a better price on the day or not, but um, I'm tipping Romantic Warrior. Uh, should I tell you reasons why now? Yes, we, please, yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. So I think the first up run was fair. They probably wanted to see a lot more. I think a few people were hoping it would come out and just blow them away, but uh, I, I don't think it was bad. It had the right run. The tempo was pretty hot. Set it up for Gold Trip, who was well back in the field to run on and score. The thing with Romantic Warrior is a rating uh, to win this race, he has twice second up, stepping to 2,000 metres. So um, if he would to if he were to rate like any of his Group 1 wins over 2,000 back in Hong Kong, uh, that wins this race five of the last six years. And the only time it doesn't win, I think, was one of the Winx victories. So in terms of the rating profile off what I see and what I use, I think Romantic Warrior is the one who has been there and done it and has the platform to step from that first up run into the second up uh, run here. So that is why Romantic Warrior. And Mr. Brightside, I can't jump off, albeit was towelled up by Fangirl with perhaps no excuses there. Uh, if you're willing to forgive a very good horse for a subpar run, which I think you should at this level sometimes, uh, its ratings previously this prep uh, can win. It was settled last in the race last year, was given none from there. Ran on, I thought, okay. Can be closer this time around, is going better this time around, and I'm happy just to forgive that last start and think that it can bounce back as it returns to Victoria. So $4 and $9 a piece, Romantic Warrior and Mr. Brightside are my two tips in the race. Dino? 
Yeah, I've read it um, nearly identical to you, Louis. Um, speaking of benchmark 68 at Gosford, I think the thing that may be being common with that race is they could potentially run 15-second sectionals here. There looks to be absolutely no speed on paper. Alligator Blood rolled forward, and in beyond that, I think Romantic Warrior has tactical speed. It will set off on speed. Then Gold Trip is unlikely, I'm hearing in reports on uh, Twitter this morning. Militarised goes back. Fangirl goes back. Uh, Mr. Bright said yes, can roll forward. King Colorado, midfield. Um, and then you go down the page and my Oberon who settles back. So I think the lack of speed means that barriers are crucial for this race. Um, on with you, Louis, though. I think Romantic Warrior, we're getting such a juicy price now off the back of a, a run first up in the Turnbull Stakes where it wasn't suited at all. Sat on a brutal tempo, um, giving away fitness. We've seen West Wind Blows coming out of that race um, and improve lengths second up. Um, I love the report to the stable and James excuse me, James McDonald since that run. Um, three weeks between runs, I think that's a big tick for this horse. Uh, as long as it draws a gate, I think Romantic Warrior is incredibly hard to beat. And I think Mr. Brightside is a forgotten horse. He was great in the King Charles off a sit and sprint, which I think deep into his prep was the last thing he wanted. I think up to 2,000 metres, I think this suits him now. He can settle closer in the speed and he's going as good as ever. I think there's question marks over a strong 2,040 metres, but when you've got a horse going this school, this is the time to test it. So, Gatto, I'm exact same as Louis. I'll be backing Romantic Warrior and saving on Mr. Brightside. Love it. All right, boys, the boys are lying. I'm just going to be backing Romantic Warrior. I think that, yeah, for all the reasons you suggested, the lack of proper speed here, um, I have question marks over Alligator Blood at a really strong, genuine um, 2,000 metres around the valley, away for age. It's a little bit different. I think the competition last start wasn't like wasn't what you're going to see this time around. Uh, Victoria Rose, a horse that I'm very intrigued by, her, but just because I'm intrigued doesn't mean I can take $7. Um, Gold Trip, no, Militarised, Fangirl, they all sort of have that sort of get back profile, which is um, less than ideal. But what I will say about those the three-year-olds in, in Militarise and King Colorado is they're going to be really well-weighted naturally, right? Wait for age. So one of them might probably hit the button, push the button on one or two or, or both of them. Um, I'd say King Colorado is probably the one that I want to lean to out of those two. So I'm going to be back. Uh, King, uh, Romantic Warrior, King Colorado, they're the two I'm keen to bet on. But, gents, let's just have a quick – I've got a quick one for you. So I think we've touched enough on Romantic Warrior, but Alligator Blood, $6, and you got Mr. Brightside, $9, right? So – and there's about four horses between them in the market. Something will give there. But Mr. Brightside was touching up Alligator Blood. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a forgotten off, isn't he? He's a forgot, yeah. Now, what, why is there such a pr- disparity in that price, Louis? Uh, well, I think, you know, in these all-in markets, Alligator Blood's the one that – yeah, is winning and albeit so is Mr. Brightside. It's the last start defeat that I think that just gives us the better price. But that's where you try and find those uh, irregularities in these markets. That's what you've got to go and have a look at and and and, and where to strike. So I think, yeah. yeah, Mr. Brightside is the one. You mentioned Alligator Blood. That was good time and, uh, you know, really ran out a strong, a fast tempo 2,000 mm-hmm. metres. However, the late, the last 200 was something like 13.2 seconds. Absolutely mm-hmm. paddling. Um, albeit it won't be as fast this time around. I just think, A, how much did that take out of him at 2,000 yep. metres? And B, as you mentioned, Gano, the, the opposition this time so, so different. And the, the pressure's kind of... The, the pressure occurs at different situations in, in a cox play, right? The pressure's on a little earlier. Hmm. Like they start to build it. Is it the school they go past? I think the 600, the pressure starts to really build there. Where, it, where you know, Caulfield or Flemington in those races... Where alligator blood's been going, the pressure, the pressure hasn't been building 
that early. So I think you're looking for a horse that probably needs more of a, um, maybe like a 2,000 to 2,400 rather than a 1,600 to 2,000 metre horse. So that sort of, yeah. that makes sense to you guys. Yep. Uh, I think the, I think on, if Dan. you're going to be with Alligator Blood, I think you'd want to see similar tactics adopted. I doubt he can sit and sprint with these lot. So I think its way of winning the race is by doing similar to what it did last start. I think right at this last 200 metres, it's going to be clinging on. They're going to be coming out of it. I think if it goes slow, sits with horses like Romantic Warrior, Brightside and Co. with a better turn of foot, I think it's got absolutely no chance. And it wasn't disgraced last year in the Cox Plate either. It um it was good and back to the inside on a wet track, but I agree. I just think the price discrepancy between Brightside maybe he's just penned in everyone's mind as a sixteen hundred meter horse, but yeah. I think he's got tactical speed. He was great last start. I even think he his run last start Gano suggested he probably wants two thousand meters now. Slowly run six hundred meter race and he was sort of flat footed. He was still good late, but um yeah, fascinating race. But uh, yeah, I agree with everyone. I think the um, suggestion for me is not there's so much that Elegata can't Elegata Black can't win. It's more that there's the price discrepancy between the yeah. two is yeah, and they should be the same price for one. Uh, Louis Dino, just quickly, uh, fangirl. Okay, so we saw what she did. That was a really really good win. But now we're being asked, she's being asked to go to two thousand meters. It's not a setup that I would have ever imagined her um, being asked to go to. And we, I mean, I have take nine dollars. Is that just completely ridiculous? I would have thought more like twenty-one dollars. Talk to me, Lou. Yeah. So the last start win, um, again, off what I look at, huge, clear career peak rating and, and win. Uh, first time at two thousand meters. If she is able to hold that winning rating from last start, historically, top three chance has to be. I just don't think it's the right setup. First time 2,000 metres in a Cox Plate, I think you ha- she has to come back off that rating uh, down to Melbourne, different setup, different track. Um, so, yeah, I, I, maybe not $21 or $26, but certainly not $9 either. I think somewhere in the middle is your answer there uh, for Fangirl. I thought I'd just quickly touch on Victoria Rowe, the Aidan O'Brien runner. Uh, on Twitter, I think Tommy Haylock posted its last start, Leopardstown win where it ran third over the mile behind two pretty good horses there. If you're looking for a line to come through, probably State of Rest is an interesting one. Similar age. They've both been to America and won, albeit State of Rest was a, a winner in Saratoga over 2,000 metres where um, this horse, Victoria Road, only won over the mile at Group 1 level there. I think, and I don't have any sectionals to back that up, but off the replay, it looked as though uh, it was getting through the line well and 2,000 metres could suit. Um, but again, yeah, there's people out there smarter than me that can line up these international horses for these kind of braces. But I, you have to respect it. Aidan O'Brien staying horse in the market against local chances. Um, you know, they've got a pretty good record. Do you know anything to add to before we wrap it up? No, the only thing I'd add is um, the Fango argument. I think she has to drift in the market pending yeah. barrier, but sit and sprint set up 600 metres, massive query, strong 2,000, and her racing pattern, she needs a sit and sprint slowly run race to be at her best. So I think she regresses and pushes out in price, therefore Brightside comes in. Super stuff. So uh, Dean Watling with Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside, Lewis Willoughby, Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside, and myself, I've got Romantic Warrior and King Colorado. Right, hey, let's go to the spring champion. The second of our group ones we'll be focusing on this time. We head to Randwick. Do you know the rail position of Randwick? And I'd imagine it's either back and forth or even out further. We might have been maybe out further. 
Um, I think it's been changing a little bit on a yeah. Monday and a Tuesday. Currently, it says it will be back into the true. I'll just okay. hold fire on that. I think it changed yeah. last week on a Tuesday or something like that, but it should Fantastic. go back, I'm guessing. <laughs> That's brilliant. They love it, don't you? So this is do your, do your betting. was what it says on a Monday, then it changes for you on Tuesday. Happy days. Well, uh, it's courtesy of Tab, Tom Kitten, 220, Rafa Tuck, $6, Tuttle of Vita, 8, King Colorado, highly doubtful. $11, Port Lockroy, 11 Ravello, 11 Snowman, 11 Cap Foray, 15 I'm going to keep going because I've got one. Yandari, 15 Glad you think so, 15 Kintyre, 15 Fennec. And when are we going to get there? Koning, 26 Make a call, 26 Madatsu, 26 Dean Watling, the king of Randwick. What do you got for us for this year's Spring Champion Stakes? Give us a tip, then we'll have a chat. Yeah, I think Tom Kitten's incredibly hard to beat. Currently around that $2.50 price, I think that's juicy. I think he'll start sub $2. He was phenomenal in defeat last start. He got dragged back. Um, not sure why. From gate three, I thought he'd be forward. The fastest or eighth fastest last 200 of the day on the Everest day where it was near impossible to make ground. His run was um, enormous. I think he's got panels on this lot and he'll turn up and say, See you later, finally. I think he's meant to do it in the last two starts. I think um, group one day, and Hieronymus goes on as well. So, um, mm. interesting, but um, I'm very keen to be him, Lou. Yep, I can't argue that. I'm not going to tip him, but it's the, it's the complete obvious one, right? The gloaming's the form line, unless you want to look at the flight stakes, which has some previous winners in the last six years or so. And I think if you're looking at the flight stakes, it's probably true to La Vida, the, the only one that looks like coming through that. But gloaming's the form line, as you mentioned, Dino, was huge. Uh, I'm not going to even talk about it anymore because I think Gano's going to get some terrible flashbacks. The one... Oh, honestly, uh, <laughs> like, it just keeps coming up. I haven't slept for, three, for two and a half weeks. Now, the <laughs> one I, I am going to tip, and it's more to run a hole. I've got to go have a word with the leading tab trader, Tim Ryan, who's actually just a few doors down from me at the moment. The fact that this has gone up $11 when I expected almost triple the price, and it should be triple the price, Ravello, Gloaming, three pairs back the fence at Sat. Had absolutely no luck in the straight. Everyone looking at the replays is focusing on what, Tom, on what happened to Tom Kitten. And fair enough. Go back and have a look how badly it got checked, Ravello, at such a crucial stage. Its last 200 metres, when the race was over, was still, I think, fifth or sixth fastest of the race. But they were hardly trying because it was all done and dusted. I think you'll get a, you should be getting a bigger price than this, and you will get a bigger price than this on the day. It has it, it it can be a top three chance, sneaky chance at a price if you get something a place. So Tom Kitten, the obvious, Ravello, the one I want to see what happens just before start time. If it's big odds a place, it can definitely turn around that gloaming run where it just had absolutely no luck. So you're going down there to give Tim a spray or to say well done for watching the replays? Well, no. Well, no, a spray <laughs> because theoretically, right, you you can't say that it was going to run very well or not, but the fact yeah. it's finished so far down. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Yeah. Glad you think so. Beat it in running and beat it home easily. It's $15. How is Ravello 11? Like, what are we talking about? How it's, is it's, a tough, it's a tough game when you're getting in trouble for doing your form. Dino, talk some sense to me. Who, who, who are you like? What are we doing here, son? Talk me, talk me through it. Oh, I, can, uh, I can agree with Louis. Um, areas because i think it's nothing worse when you found one off a, a sneaky run and then the market's found it as well i think that there's a similar setup oh, sure. the race um uh 10 not 10 hours i'm trying to think of the names um but yeah i'll move louie i think it should be longer <laughs> probably will be longer um so just wait so you reckon that's the play louie wait till um wait till saturday and it'll open longer 
if it starts sub eleven dollars on Saturday, yep. either I've got this very very right and it's going to win, or <laughs> yeah. I'm off my absolute head because it should be double that price off what happened in the gloaming. Well, it's a flip of the coin, young fella. Um, I'm with Madatsu. Comes through a class one 2,000 meter win at Kemala. If you want to talk about um, strange form lines for Group One, there is one. I think this horse uh, it represents good value in the twenty six dollars. I'm going to back him for the. Victorian Derby. I think he's an out and out stayer. And I think that he will be very, very, very sure in the Derby once he produces a good run here. I think you're getting around, I'm going to go ballpark at there's between $16 and $21, depends on where you're doing your shopping about my dad's in the Victorian Derby. So uh, I'm very keen on it there. More so keen on the Derby than I am in the Spring Champion, but happy to. Right now, we're going to touch on the Crystal Mile nice and quickly before we uh, close out here. Actually, Dino, you wanted to start with the uh, the Invitational. So whilst we're still in Sydney, let's just do that. The Invitational here, Espiona, uh, 350 Magic Time, $4. Opal Ridge, 7 Ruthless Dame, 8 Carousel, 9 Alcohol, 3 11 uh, That'll do us. What do you like in the invitation? Yeah, no spoils here. I think the market's got a bang on Espiona and Magic Time ahead the market. They're the two standouts. I'd be more than happy to take a dual um, bet approach to this. Espiona was terrific in the Everest, got slammed at the 300, picked herself up. She's going terrific and Magic Time up to 1,400 metres. She was simply superb last start. Both showed tactical speed this prep. I just think it's them two to battle it out. So more than happy to back both. Are we going to get a better price? Oh, maybe if the Bay draw better, bad gates, but I'd be more than happy to, to back both of those. I think they're just complete standouts. You've got Oprah Ridge in for third. Like, she's a good bear, but I think these two are different gravy. Beautiful. Uh, any opinions on the Invitational? I don't have any, Lou. No, not yet. Super stuff. And Lewis wanted us to head to uh, one more race, and that was the Crystal Mile. I'll just bring that up on my computer right now so I can talk a little bit. Uh, we have Group 2, Wait for Age over, well, you wouldn't believe it, 600 metres. Antino, Blake Shin, Banker's Choice, uh, Jay Allen, Just Fault. Uh, D. Oliver, Keats for Veggie there, no jockey pounding. Uvalu, Jay Carr, Mustang Valley, Obi Boston, and Prowess, Mark Zara. That's obviously courtesy of Racing.com and the great work that Kavuna does that we are reading from that article there, the Likely Fields article. Louis, what do you like in the Crystal Mile? Yeah, so no market, and um, I'm just going off what Trav's written there. If that's how the field kind of assembles, the one I'd be really keen to have a bet on is Tuvalu, who's going to be four weeks between runs, freshened since running a really good second in the Underwood behind Alligator Blood, and that form needs no introduction. The thing that caught my eye about reading this is, obviously, Antino was was really good in the Turak. I was keen to be uh, against him on that day, but um, ran so much better than I thought he would, but clearly not what most people thought. I think that's what most people had him build, almost winning. And um, I've had to now raise my bar with Antino. But I think small field, back to 1,600 metres from that Underwood run, Tuvalu straight to the front, controls the pace of a small field. And I just think could be too quick for them here if that's the way that it ends up playing. Obviously, a big field and more pressure might not help the chances. But, um, yeah, I I think it looks a good play, depending price for Tuvalu in the Crystal Mile. It's always price dependent, Louis. Many punters out there kind of think you're crazy and look at you like you're a goose when you talk price, but it's all price mm-hmm. dependent, and I think you found a good one there. So let's just wait and see what they come up with. Uh, Dino, I know you've done the form for Grafton tomorrow. Uh, have you done anything for the for the Kenzo on Wednesday with midweek tip for the punters? 
Oh, I haven't done anything uh, for the Kenzo just yet, but I can give one at Grafton tomorrow. I think race four, Red Cobra, will be incredibly hard to beat, up to the 17 and 25 metres. That's my midweek or Tuesday best bet going. Hopefully the extra 25 metres does the job. Louis, anything midweek for the uh, for the punters? Uh, yes, stand by. Uh, I'm going to take you to Geelong. Oh, yeah. Right. Geelong Cup Day. Yeah, yeah, it is too. It is too. Uh, hang on. I've just got to find the race here. I've been caught out. I just got a text from a guy who's not bad with his mail. He's just said that Gold Trip will be running in the Cox Plate. Um, so, so it begins again. So, right, exactly. So, <laughs> if you weren't sick of it enough from, from what happened last week, it begins again. Uh, I'm going to back uh, at Geelong. Race 9, number 7, Electric Impulse, John Allen. Henry Dwyer draws barrier five. It's two from two. This prep, it's flying. That's the one I want to be with there on a great day of country racing at Geelong. Super stuff. Like Maren Oost just needed more uh, needed more publicity. They just get a little bit more with Gold Trip here. They're low flying. I've got nothing for you midweek, but you know where you can get my stuff, so uh, don't be shy. Jump on Twitter, follow us. Fellas, been another cracking edition. Uh, anything else to add before we uh, wrap this one up? We're doing best all in place. Do we need to do that? And this is why this is why you get paid the big bucks, Dino. This is why you're hunted down by all the big stables, all the big names. Because <laughs> you are the glue that keeps us together. Best all in play of the weekend, Dean Watling. Our best all in play is Romantic Warrior in the Cox Bay. Lou. Stuff. Lou. Beauty, I'll make it to Valu uh, in the uh, mile race there at uh, at uh, the Belly. Super. Let's hope it doesn't open $1.20. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> And I will I will make my best all in play in Colorado the place. There you go. Righto, Gunners, it's been a whole lot of fun. Huge, huge weekend of racing coming up. Uh, there could be a few interesting things coming up the rest of the week. We'll see what happens. Maybe a Cox Bay preview, but standby partners, you never know. Make sure you are subscribing. Make sure you're commenting, engaging. Let us know because, you know, your engagement is our oxygen. Louis loves copying a spray. Um, it must, might cost him a couple hey, hundred a week on the lounge, but he enjoys I had, it. I had the week off from getting a spray from George last week. Come back yeah. after George. I'm, I'm bored now. I want to go again. So. Go after him, George. All right. Is, is, is Zaki back, Lou? Fox oh, yeah, Zaki. We didn't even touch on Zaki. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Well, it's been fun, lads. Uh, until next week. All right. Ciao. Bye for now. Yeah, well.